It's M grads in the building. How y'all doing today? I'm good. You can say, chilling. Just got back from Little Rock, Arkansas, and Chicago. Spent about a spent about a couple of days with Bobby Portis. I tried to get him on my podcast, but we was ripping and running too much, and he, he really couldn't sit still for 45 minutes. <laughs> I wanted to, but he had a lot. To, he had a lot to do in that short period of time that we that I was with him. Um, but yeah, I had a great trip. Landed on Little Rock. Never been there before. It was uh, quite the experience. Um, nothing like too crazy about Little Rock. It looks just like any other, um, you know, looks like any other southern town you've been to, state I've been to. Um, but that did make it 45 out of 50 states that I've been to. I have been to Alaska. Spent a month there. Um, <laughs> I'm going to talk about that. But, yeah, <laughs> I've been to Alaska. But, yeah, Little Rock was just like, what would I say? <clears throat> Little Rock was like Tennessee with a different name, right? I mean, it looks the same, you know. Um, Arkansas looks the same as any other. I mean, it was cool, though. I got to see Bobby and his family, you know, interact when he's at home, a side of him that most people don't see. Um, great guy, great family. <clears throat> I walked in and met his little brother, Jeringo, his little brother, Jeringo, 6'4", 320 pounds, <laughs> defensive lineman. 16 years old, going to be a junior next year, um, probably be top 10 players in the state, probably be a top five draft pick. He's top 10 players in the state right now in his position and probably be top five pick, you know, in about five years. Monster, 6'4", six, 6'4", four, six, four, 320. And looks like a, looks like a real, it looks like Bobby Security up there when, uh, in Chicago. Like, man, <clears throat> but when he told me he was, when I said, I said, I said, man, I said, you play football? He's like, of course. I was like, I was about to say. And when he told me his stats, like he, how, how old he was and everything, I was like, man, you got one thing to worry about. They're like going to Alabama. And he was like, well, what about Clemson? What about Georgia? I was like, you got a point. I'm like, but they're not going to let you get out of the state of Arkansas. There's no way. There's no way Jerry Jones, never mind. <laughs> I'm just saying, there's no way Jerry Jones is going to let him get out of the state of Arkansas. But anyways, uh. Yeah, it was cool. We got to see the house Bobby bought for his mom. Beautiful house. Um, great area. Uh, I just had a good time. Then we went to Chicago. And to see the love that Bobby gets in Chicago is just, I mean, it's unreal. You know? Like, I saw it. I've seen people, I've seen players get traded and come back to the city that they got traded from. And it's just like, oh, hey, you know, like you're not on the team anymore. So, but when he came back, it was like, man, Bobby, I can't believe they traded you. Man, Bobby, we, man, I miss you. We need you so bad. Blah, 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 blah. Like they, they really genuinely like everybody. And it's because a lot of them is just, we're telling, we're saying like, he's just such a great person. He's just such a great kid. That's what a lot of the store owners told me in, in the neighborhood he lives in, you know, they, I come and say, yo, yeah, Bobby sent me. And they'd be like, oh, man. <sighs> you know, we love him. He was such a, we, I wish they never traded him. He was so sweet, so nice. You know, never had a, never ever once had a problem or anything. And I'm just like, uh, and I was just like, that's what I, that's what I figured, you know. Like, some people get cast in the wrong image because of what happens. But like, the, the full story isn't told. 
So that's why I like to go meet these guys and talk to these guys. Well, I know these guys, but like I like to talk to them and see like what what happened. Like what's going? Like why is this? Because the guys I know, like when when that stuff was going on about Jordan Bell, okay, when that stuff was going on about Jordan Bell, I called him, and I was just like, dude, you know, <laughs> what is going on? Because when you know a kid from like I've known Jordan Bell since he was a freshman in high school. Okay, when you know a kid like that and you see the stuff coming out about ordering porn, it's like, come on, dude. Like, come on. Like, I know that's not the case. I know the kid. I know he's not going to do anything like that, especially in the position he's in. You know, why would he do something like that? So he told me. And then what? getting back to that, I never thought about why he did it to Mike Brown. Do you guys know that Jordan and Mike Brown's son played on the same team and they've known each other and played against each other in high, since they were in high school? Like, it's not like, it's not like Jordan was like doing it to somebody like, like, I'm going to punk you. He was doing it to him because he knew that it like, he thought that if it was a problem, you know, he thought that it was a problem. Mike Brown would just come to him, but I'm going to get to, I'm going to get back to that. I completely forgot about that. It's been so busy. But like I said, so when I found out about things that are going on, like with Bobby and then to see when he was in DC, uh, Jokic's brother tried to fight him. After the game, you know, <laughs> it's just like, for one, Bobby ain't no punk, okay? He's very competitive, you know, very competitive. So when I went with him to Chicago to see how much love he got and everything, and even his teammates, his ex-teammates came, up, came back around like, man, man, Bobby, we miss you so much, you know, and they're hurt that he's not on the team anymore. I and mean, it's just like, and they all know things are going to be different now because they just signed, like, the Bulls just signed Boylan to a three-year extension. And here's the thing about the city of Chicago, man. They love the Bulls. And they know how terrible guard packs have been. You know, they know it. And they still love their Bulls. They still love their Bulls. You know? And it's, it's crazy. But getting back to it. So we were in Little Rock. Mean, let me take you back to Little Rock. Because we watched the Derrick Rose documentary together. Okay? And, like, Bobby was just like, yo, I got to watch this, man. I got to watch this. And, you know, Derrick Rose, one of my favorite players ever, great teammate, all that. So um, we were watching the documentary, and the part where he got traded came up. And, oh, man, I was just looking at Bobby. And you could tell Bobby felt every single thing that D. Rose felt because Bobby was on the phone with me, like, I'd say, 30 minutes before he, it was announced that he was in the trade also. And, man, what I could just, just look, watching him and just watch how he watched that part of the documentary, I was just like, man, because I, I mean, because I never seen that either. Like, when, 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 when Derek, like, that was some, whoever had that footage, that was some amazing footage. Like, that was a great job to keep the camera on him and chase him out the door. Like, that was great. Like whoever that cameraman is, man, make sure he keeps on working because he did a hell of a job. So anyways, so like I'm watching it and I'm seeing like Derrick Rose is like fighting back the tears. You know, and it's just like, and then when you come to, it's like, man, ain't nothing you can do now. But like you can just see like how Bobby was looking. He was just like, man, he felt it because it's like playing in Chicago, Chicago first of all, is the third or fourth biggest market 
city in the in the states so i mean <laughs> you're going to a huge city and you know so it's like and they love their bulls they love their bears love their blackhawks cubs and white Sox. they love everybody they love their teams they support them okay so you don't want to go get traded from a situation like that because even though you're bad the city still supports you because they know it's not the player's fault <laughs> the bulls fans know it's not their fault that they're losing. They know that. They know it's not the players. Okay? They know it. You know, when they had Tibbs and then D-Rose and then <clears throat> Garpax didn't like that Tibbs was getting all the love that he was getting. And they had a team. They had they had a squad. D-Rose, Jimmy, Noah, Dang. Uh, man, they had a squad. I can't think of other guys now. You know, but they had a squad. Y'all know they had a squad. And... Once D-Rose got hurt, they just blew it up. And it's just like, man, just watching that documentary, it was just like, whew. and then they're showing his high school hi highlights, and then they're showing the MVP season. It's like, man, dude, you just see why Derrick Rose is loved the way he is in that documentary. But that documentary was amazing. And, and, and that trading scene, sorry to keep on harping on it, was just, pure television gold, especially for sports people, you know? And it's just like, and but you're watching that documentary and you're starting to get the the sense that Derrick Rose might be coming back to Chicago because you see how dirty they did him. You know, everybody was trying to say it was this, that, and the third. But no, nah, you see how, you watching that documentary, everybody on Twitter was like, man, that Bulls did D-Rose dirty. Like, of course they did. All all franchises do people dirty. There's the, they, they have to, and the and the thing is, the franchise, they have enough people and power to make sure the right stories get told. Like, see, that's, that's why a lot of my friends in the media always tell me that, excuse me, I had to get some water. That's why my friends in the media tell me that I'm lucky because I don't have an editor. I can say things that they couldn't tell. Like, there's, there's certain things that... <clears throat> I've told media members, and they're like, yeah, I can't do that. I can't say that. I'll get in trouble. I'm like, what? You can't tell the truth? You know, not, not, not saying that they're lying, but the full truth can't be out there. And it has to be on the side of the player is the person who's, who's the, not going to say bad person, but it's more they're at fault, and this is why we had to do it. You know? So that's what I'm saying about the whole <clears throat> experience and going out there I got to see a side of Bobby that not a lot of people get to see and if they do see it they're not going to tell about it you know he's <clears throat> I mean he's a mama's boy you know he's a great kid and he's a hell of a player and and <clears throat> the Bulls tried to get him to stay for cheap and people are like, <clears throat> man, you know, $12, 13000000 million is a lot of money. Yeah, it is a lot of money. But if you know you're worth more than $13, 12 $13 million, you know, and the organization is pretty much trying to, like, think this is what we've got. See, that's the thing. When players think they get lowballed and they try and go hit the free market, the, the teams, it's too much of a, of a frat because, okay, Bobby's first offer was four years, $36 million. Okay, I mean, okay. <laughs> like, what? Like, are you serious? Like, he averages 15 and 10. Okay. 
Are you serious? Like, no. That, that you're, no, you're not taking that. Okay, you're just not. I'm sorry. So, negotiations kept going, kept going, and they ended at 4.52. Now, to me, I'm still thinking that's kind of insulting. Like, straight up. Like, like there are a couple games. And see, and then that's what the Wizards, and see, and then he went to the Wizards, and he was playing good. First player to get, you know, 30 and 30, or 30 points on two different teams in consecutive games. First player to ever do that. Okay, he was killing. And then you see <laughs> how the Wizards tried to stop playing him the last 10 games of the season. They only played him like half the game, and he was still putting up numbers. Do you see, like, teams see a player as being really good. They're like, damn, he's really good. But they don't want to pay him because his name isn't sexy enough. As Spencer did what he tries to tell you people, has tried to tell you people. He said, I'm not going to win anything because my name isn't sexy enough. And it's like, you think about it and it's like, man. And Spencer's in this playoffs killing, right? Doing his thing. Like, Spencer was a huge cog to where, to where um, <clears throat> Brooklyn is now. Right? Right. Exactly. So, I'm saying, Washington starts seeing what Bobby can do. And they're like, damn, we want to keep him. But we already got we're already $47 million into John Wall per year. We're 28, 25.8 into Brad Beal, who's grossly underpaid as well. <laughs> you won't even go there. But uh, um, and so, like, that's your cat space right there. So, like, man, if we can get Bobby, we, we'll, we'll try and keep, you know, because the Bulls offered him 52. If we play him 30 minutes a game, 35 minutes a game, and he starts, what if, we, what if he got, helped us get into the playoffs? Oh, shit, we really couldn't afford him then. So, and you'd be like, man, Marcus, NBA team, guys, NBA teams don't. Listen, guys, listen. You need to stop fucking believing that NBA teams and NFL teams, your favorite sports teams would never do that. It is a fucking business. It's about the dollar. It's not about the player. Okay, they don't give a shit about the player. They just want the money. Why do you think Reisendorf hasn't fired Garpax? Because he gets the, he doesn't give a shit. He's making money. No matter if they sell out every night, no matter if they win every night or they don't, because he knows they're still going to sell out. It's the fucking Bulls. It's Chicago. You know, even L.A., the Lakers. I thought the, it wasn't as packed. Some people stopped going, but it was still packed. It's still the Lakers, even when they've been sorry these past six years. I'm not going to go there yet either. So what I'm trying to say is NBA teams, they don't care. They'll do shit like that. They'll, they'll, they'll cut a player, not cut him, like literally, like get him off the team, but they'll cut his nuts. Like, so he can't play. Like, they were playing Bobby 24 minutes a game, like, the last 10 games a season. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, so he didn't go off. You know, like my boy Alonzo Trier, <laughs> my boy Alonzo Trier, he gets 31-10 and 10 against the, 31-10-3 uh, and 3 against the Knicks, uh, against the, the, the Rockets, and Madison Square Garden puts on a show. Dude, they cut his minutes the next seven, the next seven games, I think he played like, he played over 20 minutes twice, or two or three times. You know, and the other ones, they were all sub-20 minutes. In one game, he played nine minutes. It's like, how are you going to play a guy who just got you 31 to 10? And how are you going to cut his minutes after that? It's politics within the organization, people. I'm trying to tell you. I'm trying to tell you. It's, I know I'm rambling. You guys are like, wait a minute. What about Bobby Portis? How would you get over here? Because I'm talking to y'all. That's, how, that's what this podcast is. I'm talking to you guys. I'm telling you stuff organizations do stuff like that to save money. 
because of shit. If I can get someone like Bobby Portis for $12 million, $13 million, I'm winning because you got guys like, he's so bad I forgot his name, who plays for the, um, he was good in Toronto, Bismack Biombo. That nigga is getting $18 million a year and cannot even see the floor. Okay? <laughs> he didn't even touch the floor when they thought they were going to make the playoffs. As soon as they did and they started playing him, I guess he did his thing. You know? But it's like, you got guys like that who get $18 million. Well, he signed when the thing was. I know, the NBA players, they said when they got all that money, they gave it up front. That's why you see contracts. Some guys getting four years, $52 million. Some guys getting... The hundred million dollar deal, hundred twenty million dollar deals. I'm not gonna say my name because it's like their names. Because like, dude, get all your money. Seventy eight million dollar deals. Get all your money. You know, get your money, for real. Because it's like this. The owners, the owners get their money. Get your money too. You know, that's why. Like, I mean, look at look at Boogie. Boogie sacrificed instead of instead of taking the year off because he didn't want to get paid. Because he wanted to get paid, he sacrificed himself, and now he cost himself a lot of money. That's one of the most heartbreaking things to see. That's why it's like, guys, get your money. Get your money. <laughs> like, ain't no feelings involved. Get your money. You know? It's like seeing, uh, you see guys getting, getting hurt and stuff. It's like, nah, man, get your money. For real. Because I don't blame, I don't blame Bobby for wanting, for wanting to test the free agent market. Because somebody out there is going to see him. And see how much he's worth. And be like, man, we need him on our team. For real. And it's like, what can you say about a guy wanting to get his money? You can't say anything about it. Because you guys be doing the same thing. Y'all be getting mad at players for leaving for money. And it's like, for what? <laughs> you do the same thing. You know? But I'm telling you, the whole, this whole thing is like, man, dude. It, 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 it's just crazy how, how a lot of it works the politics of it, how agents be helping teams out for, for favors for the next player. You know, like I know for a fact agents have called teams and been like, draft my kid. Yeah, that's how stuff works, man. I'm trying to tell you. Draft my kid. And that's how he gets drafted. You know, like, oh, man. I know y'all ain't going to believe you. Like, Grad, you just mumbling right now. You talking, talking too much about stuff. Listen. What did future say? It's the evil world we live in. And the game's being played. It's a billion-dollar industry. You think they care? It's like chess, dude. In 10 years, all the guys in the team are going to be gone anyway. We're going to have a whole, new fresh, a whole new crop. You know? A whole new crop of players. Speaking of your whole new crop of players, y'all see that uh, Zion, Cam, Reddish, and R.J. Barrett all committed to going pro. Like, pfft. Like, people thought Zion was going to come back to school. Like, like, like. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, come on. Like, oh, that was funny. But then, see, this is the thing that pisses me off, okay? Because I'm seeing all these people on, these, these dudes on Twitter talking about, talking about, talking about this. They're talking about Zion was the number two pick. Or he would have been top six if he didn't go to college. And not number one. And I'm just like, yeah. y'all really trying to tell me that if he didn't go to college, he wouldn't have been the number one pick, and you'd take an R.J. Barrett or Cam Reddish? 
over Zion? Well, say, whoa, whoa, time out, time out. Ooh, sorry, Cam, Cam, sorry, sorry. Ooh. Cam has got all the tools in the toolbox, in the tool shed, whatever you want to call it. He's got all of them. They're all sharp, okay? We just need to get Cam some spark plugs, okay? That's all we need because once you get the spark plugs and everything starts firing, if he gets taken after anything after three, it's a steal. Okay, anything after four, sorry, John. It's a steal. Okay, anything. I hope you, well, see, we get beat. I mean, foof. I wouldn't want to put him in a big city. I, I'd want Cam to go somewhere like a small city, like where they're not going to, where the lights aren't going to be so bright on him. But I just, if he gets it together, oh my God. He's got all the tools you need. He's 6'10, whatever. I'm not going to compare him to KD or anything like that because you can't, you can't compare anybody to KD. But he is, man, he's got it all. You know, <clears throat> RJ Barrett. I don't think his game worked at Duke. Um, there's no way they should have lost the game with those guys. There's, there's no way. There's absolutely no way. Like, no. And Trey's coming back. And Trey's coming back. He's got a lot to prove. He thinks. I still think he'd have been a first-round pick. But he would have been a first-round pick. But he's coming back. He's got some things to prove. Um... And I'm happy for him. He made a good decision. I mean, come, come on. He don't need the money. You know, his brother's about to get 40, 40, probably about 40, 48 million dollars this year. Between 40 and 48 this year, four years. I mean, and Tyus was what, the 22nd pick? Nobody thought he'd be here. My man Tyus led the, uh, led the NBA in assists to turnover. Seven assists to one turnover. Come on. That's easily getting you 40, 40, <laughs> between 40 and 50 million dollars a year. Easy. Seven to one, the highest of all time? Come on. Stop it. So he's going to be fine. Trey will be good. he come back, you know, and that's a good thing. See, politics, narratives. Trey's going to come back. He's got his brother. So he's going to be fine. Trust me. And Coach K's going to do a whole bunch of spins. He's good. He's really good. You ain't got to worry about it, you know. But this draft class is going to be amazing because John ja Morant, John ja Morant is going to either, I mean, I don't want to call him Russ. I can't call him anybody because he's John Morant. Like, he can go. Like, he can really go. And you saw, he was like, you're like, what? Listen, he's like a young LeBron because the guys on his team at Murray State were good, but how much better did he make them? You know, and then when Murray State got, when they, who they get blown out by? Whomever they lost to in the Florida State, <clears throat> when they lost to Florida State, you saw Florida State had a bunch of athletes. It's just that they couldn't keep up with the athletes, but they, they were double and triple team. And John, he still got his numbers. That's what, that's what people don't understand. John Morant is, is, is a problem. And he's not going to go number one, but I think he's a lock for number two. You know, and then I got, then I got RJ at probably at three. Everybody wants him to go to Cleveland. I'd love him to go to Cleveland. That'd be really funny. Because him and Colin Sexton, <laughs> man, I don't know if that would work out too well because Colin's a dog and Colin will speak up and say something about, about it, especially next year. Because y'all see Colin, y'all hate it on Colin, y'all dog Colin out because one of his teammates, which I don't even think any of his teammates said, because agents be planting stories also. 
trust me, agents plant stories also because <laughs> do this story for me, I'll get you an exclusive with my other player, okay? Like that bullshit story you guys saw on the New York Post come out about Alonzo Trier. So who do I call? <clears throat> I call Alonzo Trier. I'm like, yo, what's going on? What's going on? He's like, fam, fam, we never had practice. I had pickup games after practice, not once. So I don't know where they can get that, that they didn't pick me up after practice for pickup games because that's not the case at all. And once again, like I said, it was somebody's agent who was mad that their player, that Alonzo outshined their player or got their player traded. So they call in a favor to do, to write a smear campaign. And then somebody else picks it up too. And it's like, dude, come on. Where are you guys getting this from? You know, it's like, you see it every year. We're like, watch, watch, watch. Whoever has the more powerful agent between, well, Jaw and, because Zion you can't touch. He's going to be the only person. Zion's like Shaq. There's not going to be anybody who could say, oh, like you never ever once thought Christian Leitner or Alonzo Mourning were going to go before Shaq. There's not one person on the planet who thought that. So there's not one person on the planet going ahead of Zion, period. But watch. Whomever has the stronger agent between R.J. Barrett and John Morant, not agent C, but agent, period. Because, hey, so these guys get signed to certain agents and then they get put with the, then they get put with the, uh, with the coffee getter. Okay. Okay. Listen, there's main agents like the big guys. I'm not going to say names, but here, I got the main agent. He's, this is boom, main agent. Okay. And then main agent gets you, tells you all this stuff. I'm going to do this for you. Hey, blah, blah, blah. But then check it out. This guy right here, he's going to be your day to day guy. He's going to be the agent you talk to every day. Okay. And, 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 but no, 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 I'm still going to be involved. But when the big stuff happens, like your contract, all that stuff, I'm doing it. But he's going to be your day-to-day guy. You can call me if you want to, if you really want to. But he's going to be the guy you should talk to every day. And if you know it's a really serious problem, then you call me. But you can call him for everything else. See, the coffee getter. You guys get put with the secondary agent. You know, the guy who, who you call when you're like, yo, I need a dinner reservation because the big agent doesn't want to deal with that. You know, he wants to deal with like, I'm trying to get traded. You know, like he doesn't want to deal with that. The agents hate to hear that. Oh my God. That means I got to work. Oh man. Sorry. But anyways, enough of that. I was just saying like a lot of that stuff is planted with those stories about agents getting mad. But anyways, like I was saying, whoever has a stronger agent between John Morant and RJ, you're going to see, like, negativities come out about a player, you know, game breakdowns, you'll see certain, you'll see certain, you'll see certain talking heads on TV say certain things about said players, you know, if they're in competition for spots, and it's going to be pull off the stops, because, hey, it's looked better on my resume if I get you drafted number two over this guy. Do you see what I'm saying? Because it makes me look like I'm the, I'm the better agent. Now, as last year, if you guys paid attention to the draft last year, okay, a certain agent handled the, the whole top five of that draft was done by a certain agent. Got his player selected and got their other teams and got the trades taken care of. That, that was impressive. 
<laughs> okay? If you watch that, that was very impressive. You know, the Luka and DeAndre, that and Trey Young, Marvin Bagley, uh, that draft. Jaron Jackson, that, that draft. Triple J. So that's what I'm saying. Like, you guys got to watch that kind of stuff. There's a game behind the game that's going on. You know, it's, it, they, should, I, they could never do a show like that, though. Front office wars, they couldn't because you'd have to cut stuff. There's, there's no way. There's no way. But I'm saying, like, you're going to start to see, you know. And then, the guys, <laughs> and then the guys who go to the secondary agents, when their draft stock falls, that's when, other age, that's when the big agent gets fired, you know. And, like, <sighs> Palinka was, was – a secondary agent. Palinka was a coffee getter for Arn Tellum, okay? And Arn Tellum got this kid named Kobe Bryant, okay, who, eh, whatever. He may make it, he may not, but at the time I'm Arn Tellum, I have everybody, everybody else, okay? I have them all, all of them, okay? <laughs> I'm Arn Tellum. I'm the, one of the biggest agents ever. Hey, um, Palinka, can you take this kid? Oh, man, what's his name? Um, Cubs. Kobe, yeah, Kobe Bryant. I think that, that's his name. Can you take him for me? I don't, I don't want to deal with him. You know, maybe he'll be good if not. But yeah, you just got him. So Palinka's like, sure, you know. And <clears throat> Kobe used to call SFX all the time and talk to, I want to talk to Arn. And Palinka would be like, hey, Kobe, yeah, you know. Um, hey, Kobe, it's me, Palinka. I'll, I'll handle it. I, I talked to Arn and Arn. And then, so Kobe just got to the point where it's like, Kobe was like, yo, why every time I call, do I just talk to you and then you take care of it? Fuck it. Just be my agent. I'm leaving SFX. Go start your own shit. And I'll be your client. <clears throat> and whew, that worked out for Palinka. <laughs> I'll tell you what. But I'm saying Palinka was the secondary agent, the coffee getter, and his client kept calling him and he'd only pick up. So it's kind of Palinka was kind of like Jerry Maguire, show me the money, show me the money. And you know, Tidwell was only was his only his only client for a while, and then Kobe became Kobe, and then you think that the agent did it, so then, boom, they all run to the agent. It's like, oh, man, yeah. Do you understand what I'm saying? So it's like, all those agents, <laughs> they're not for, the same agent isn't for everybody, but guys don't make that, but guys make that mistake, and they think because, it's like, it's, it's kind of like picking a school, okay? Picking an agent is kind of like picking a school, Okay? Because you see guys making horrible decisions all the time in the schools that they choose, okay? And they think that because a certain agent is talking to them, that that agent really cares, like that agent can do for them what they did for their quote-unquote homeboy or somebody else. It's not, it's not, it doesn't work like that. I wish, I, I wish people understood that. But, I mean, hey, if you got big agent number A coming up to you, and you got big agent B coming up to you, and you're like, damn, I'm feeling, man, I'm, you know what I'm saying? And then, but it's like, but then it's like, just because they're big agent A and big agent B doesn't mean you're going to be a top 10 pick. Just like it doesn't matter, mean that just because you go to Kentucky and you're a McDonald's All-American, excuse me, just because you go to Duke and you're a McDonald's All-American doesn't mean you're going you're gonna to get drafted high. I mean, I mean, Duke has it this year, you know. Duke has it this year, but uh, but uh, I think Kentucky's going to come back with it. But like, that's what I'm saying. Like, not everybody's a Kentucky player. Not everybody's a Duke player. 
right? Just like not every, not every agent is, 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 is going to get you a number one pick. It's going to get you a shoe deal. Like, whomever Zion goes with is not going to have to work. Period. Especially if he does good. If Zion averages like 15 and 9, okay, next year, uh, his agent won't have to work because his phone's going to ring. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, his phone is going to ring. And there are going to be people offering him opportunities and all kinds of stuff. And then he's going to be the face of the league. So the NBA is going to be, be like, hey, Zion, do this. And hey, do that. And do this. Be here. Do this. They're going to nurture him. They're going to make sure because all the, all the free promo he got in college, that's why. <laughs> oh, man. I'm rambling today. I was about, I'm about to explain way too much to y'all. But that's why the, um, that's why college they NBA rather players go to college because it's free. It's free, free promotion. It's free promotion for them. It saves them a lot of money in marketing. Okay, <laughs> a whole lot of money in marketing. So, anyways, but yeah, that I, that's what I was trying to tell you, talk to you guys about, about like it's 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 all different. It's all politics. You know, I didn't I didn't even get into the playoffs yet about talking about how Joel Embiid. Elbowed the shit out of Jared Allen and how Jared Allen got up and didn't. Oh, man. There's no tough guy talk over here, but I'm just saying, come on. Y'all playing basketball like that and somebody elbows you like that, that obvious, and your whole shit shakes like that? Oh, no, come on. You're not going to get up and be like, I need a fair one or just make a charge at him? I understand it's the playoffs and everything like that, and, but it's also, you guys also see politics, okay? Now, if that was Amir Johnson and he did that to Jared Allen, how, fa- how fast do you think he'd have been thrown out? Okay, exactly. You guys need to start looking at things in a certain way, okay? Like, what? And then when uh, uh, my boy Kurooks hit Ben Simmons, like that, they had the flagrant one also. It's like, come on, that was no retaliation. Ben Simmons pushed him and he tried to box him out harder. You know, I, obviously he put his hand up like that, but I don't think that was as intentional as what Joel Embiid turned around, full swinging motion with the elbow right into the chops of of um, Jared Allen. Come on, that and then and then gets on the stand and laughs about uh, on the stand. Excuse me, gets in the in the press conference afterwards and laughs about it. Like, come on, man. That's just that's that's just so that's just so. Uh, how do they say, bush league? You know. It's just, but tonight, tonight, we're gonna see the rematch in a couple hours. I can't wait. It's going It's about to go down. <laughs> like Kevin Hart says, it's gonna be a great one tonight, a really good one. Um, I'll give you guys. I'll talk to you guys about that, the playoffs later. Um, sorry to ramble. You know, I just wanted to tell you guys about my trip and Bobby, but when I get to talking sometimes, I don't really, even if I have notes, I still go on, I, I still talk about certain things that just pop off, and, and that's what happened today. But anyways, thank you guys for listening. Um, I'm going to give you guys another one next week, and MGrad's out. Have a, enjoy the playoffs. I wish the Lakers were in it. Doesn't that just, like, piss you off? that the Lakers aren't in the playoffs, and they haven't been. And then we got LeBron. 
I might have to do another podcast just strictly about LeBron James coming to the Lakers. My boy Josiah Johnson called it first game of the season. He said the Lakers aren't winning shit. We won't even make the playoffs. And he wasn't even hating. He was just like, man. Now, he was like, man, Marcus, but then before he got hurt. Okay, Houston was in last place at the time LeBron got hurt. Do you see what I'm saying? I mean, it could have happened. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm rambling. I just, I, oh, man. That is a whole topic in itself. I mean, LeBron's sexuals are just, the, anyways. All right, y'all. <laughs> Sorry, my curtain call. But I'll talk to y'all. Enjoy the projects.